Hello, everybody, and welcome to Pro Caffeinators. I'm Amy. <laughs> I'm Angelica. And I'm Alexandra. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, this whole episode is just our pilot episode, so you guys get to learn a little bit more about us and, uh, what we're going to be talking about during this podcast. So, what we're going to be talking about is essentially what you need a cup of coffee to go through. Exactly, yeah. What, what, what is a procaffeinator, mama? Meaning us. What are we? A pro-caffeinator? People who are pro-caffeine, they need to, in my definition, is people who need caffeine to get going in the day. It's like that happy pill. Right. And uh, Wikipedia's definition is someone who cannot function without the use of caffeine, which... I don't go that far. I mean... It's close, but not quite, right? Yeah. No. Yeah, we're healthy, stable adults. Hundred percent, totally. Don't need no coffee, we just run it really, really bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. When we are doing this show, you guys are gonna hear a lot of sipping of things. That would be our coffee. I don't sip. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Gulp. Uh, either way, if you hear any sort of beverage, that is our uh, caffeine fix of the day. Uh, you know, talking about caffeine fix, what cup of coffee are we all on? I'm on two. <laughs> Do we need to talk about that? <laughs> oh, no, Angelica. <laughs> it is currently 1 p.m. and I'm on my third cup of coffee. Nice, nice. <laughs> Rolling in. Okay. I am on my second. Nice. Very cool, Mama. Uh, now, Angelica and I are going to be constantly calling Amy Mama because she is... Our mom. Our mom. Yeah, we're all related. Uh, so Angelica and I are sisters, and we have our lovely mother here. Let's tell them what this podcast is all about. We're going to be talking about different topics over cups of coffee. So it's very fun, family oriented around the coffee table if you will conversations about things we're interested in and we hope you're interested in them too yes our microphone is literally on a coffee table (laughs) throughout this podcast we kind of just want to talk about things that we're interested in it doesn't really matter what the topic is about it's more how we feel about the topic our thoughts on the topic and you know all of the things we talk about these are just based on our opinions we will have some research for some topics if it's necessary but this is just something fun for people to listen to and if you have anything you're interested in that you want us to talk about write in let us know anything we'll discuss deeply oh yes and energetically yeah let it let us know what you've talked with people about while having coffee Because I think, how many times do we hear, hey, let's get together for coffee? Mm -hmm. So coffee is a powerful uniter. Mm -hmm. And um, even now, it's it's wonderful to to be able to just have a warm cup of coffee and discuss an idea, a feeling, or, or just hang out with someone that you haven't hung out with in a long time. Think about us as those old-fashioned coffee houses in podcast format, you know, where they used to meet up (laughs) and talk about politics and what's going on in the world. We might not hit on politics because, you know, we're not politicians, but we'll talk about stuff. Yeah, so grab a cup of coffee and join us. 
Let's talk about our experiences with coffee for this first podcast. Either most memorable, favorite, or first experience with caffeine. Mm -hmm. So I think caffeine always brings me a memorable emotion, something soothing. Uh, when When I was a child, I'm Cuban, so my mother used to give me you know, warm milk at night. Well, my warm milk had Cuban coffee in it. Mm-hmm. So it was cafe con leche. And that's what I would drink before I would go to bed. And I did sleep through the night. Um, so to me, it was always a relaxing um, feeling. So there was definitely and still is an emotional connection to coffee, which is this is soothing. And, and it's kind of meditational, it's there's a whole bunch of components around it. Mm-hmm. I think that's why when you do want to enjoy someone's company, uh, you can turn around and say, "Let's have coffee." I do. I say, you know, let's go and grab coffee, and right. that to me is going to be an enjoyable moment, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully between the two of us and or three. But the reality is that you know now we incorporate the teas, which also have a component of caffeine in. Mm-hmm. But regardless, it's it's connecting the emotion to the a ritual. So to me, having coffee is very ritualistic, mm-hmm. uh, and it's very cultural. Mm-hmm. So it's exciting, and and I think that it's important when you're having any type of discussion with anyone to make sure that the energy in the room is where you need it to be, and coffee brings that to me. So true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's cool. Yeah, I never thought of it that way before. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> and even when we go visit Pipo, yeah, you know, yeah. Our, our, your grandfather, uh, the first thing he'll do is when you get there is let me make you coffee. Oh, yeah. So it's like, again, it's a welcoming ritual. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think it's really cool. I think it's heartwarming. Uh, I, I totally respect those people who don't like coffee because it, I think it is an acquired taste, mm-hmm. but I also think that it's pretty cool that there's such an emotional connection. And, uh, Mama, what is your preferred coffee? Uh, you know, it's interesting. It's changed throughout, uh, but basically it's American coffee with a um, little bit of cream, not a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, not very, not sweet. Some people put like seven packs in there, which oh God, I, can't I, do that. I, I am at awe at it because I, I don't know how that can happen. Uh, but <laughs> we get close with keeping coffee. Not well, lie. well, but to me, yes. I, I'll, I'll tell you a quick experience with me and Cuban coffee. Like I, again, I grew up with Cuban coffee when I was my first year as an undergrad in college. I was working two jobs and going to college at night. Mm-hmm. I went across the street. There was a Chinese-Cuban restaurant across the street, and I asked for Cuban coffee. And they gave me the regular cup of coffee mm-hmm. to go, yeah. cup full of Cuban coffee, which you know <sighs> Cuban coffees are shots. Yeah. Yes. So I sat in class, and I gulped it down because I was <sighs> so tired. And all of a sudden, I felt energy electrical energy in my oh, brain no. seriously i really I, I thought i was gonna bounce off the like walls lsd of coffee so i stopped having the, I, I think the headache lasted two days and um i i kind of weaned i didn't have cuban coffee i'm not a heavy cuban coffee drinker mm-hmm. yeah so um yeah you normally have coffee going night so you really try to stay I, away I from stay, and as i get older you know i don't have much i don't have milk at all so 
Yeah. Uh, it's really just a tinge of milk. I think it's only to keep that, what we talk about rituals, you know, it's mm-hmm. keeping that memory of, oh, that's light. I can't drink something black. Yeah. So I'll put the cream in it to give it color. And then it's, you know, it's fine. <laughs> the whole mental state yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and it is. It, it, everything we eat or, or drink is really in our heads, right? Yeah. If we don't like it, we don't drink it. Yeah. If we don't like how it smells, feels, or looks. Mm-hmm. It's uh-huh. like coming around the peace pipe in yeah. a way. Yeah. Like Joseph Campbell would say, we need those rituals in mm-hmm. our lives to keep our mental state, like, intact, like, we're doing things with reason and with intention, and this is part of the day, and, like, a a grandiose part of our lives, Mm -hmm. so it's interesting, like, it's true, so many cultures have something like coffee, or some thing that they come around Mm -hmm. to enjoy, and it's usually a drug, and caffeine's a drug, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, like, <laughs> yeah. it enhances your mood. It enhances your energy. Yeah. And um, it so it's funny how even in modern society we have that little thing that is widely accepted in our culture, and it has that same ritualistic effect. Yeah. Mentally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I think that's important rituals are extremely important. It gives us a sense of um, peace of mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Lovely. <laughs> Angelica, <laughs> should this be a nice ASMR? Never. Um, Angelica, no. Her <laughs> eyes just got ten times larger when I said that. I don't like ASMR. It gives you the bad tingles. It gives me weird tingles. So you guys want to explain ASMR because I just recently learned about that. Okay. Yeah. I don't get it. Don't. I, I think it's I perfect. I get it. I just am not a fan. No. So if you could, guys could just explain that for those so, who are. Basically, level. yeah, if you don't know what ASMR is, I don't know the what the full acronym stands for, but basically it's something, it's an audio, um, sensory, sensory, whatever, and it gives you certain tingles in your spine or back of the head or something like that. But these, these are, are your comfort and discomfort, uh, feelings, you know, some people use it for, uh, falling asleep. Some people use it for um, just relaxing. It comforts certain people. And what people have said is it gives them good, quote unquote, good tingles. I forgot so, you guys can't see me. <laughs> I did air quotes. She did air quotes to the microphone. I did. As though she's telling the microphone. <laughs> so if I, if I can understand this correctly it's one person two person however people. many people right um but uh they they make sound effects like brushing their hair brushing their hair brushing their teeth eating okay, something so. talk just talking the ones i like which are called asmr are like it's, it's literally an audiobook it's like what you guys are listening to right now a podcast but you know we're not loudly laughing like we do um and they might read you a story to fall asleep those i get just talking about it honestly it makes you feel funky feel like i should be fidgeting like for me i don't know what it is but it's like the same concept as drawing detailed drawings Mm -hmm. like you know like there are these master 
artists who can just like for example building mm-hmm. draw every brick on the building mm-hmm. in precise detail and that just makes me want to fidget yeah right i am not a surgeon i am not doctor no, material no, 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 so no. to me it's like nails on a chalkboard yeah listening to them but again look uh, now i'm like freaking out yeah, so, <laughs> so uh for any of you who still can't see it in your heads what it is i would highly suggest that you google just it. google it go and watch one have a cup of coffee while you are watching one because <laughs> or a cup will, of wine because honestly you will, you will need to be relaxed and and soothed by the end because unless you're really into this uh you're going to get a little annoyed you're gonna feel like you're chewing on i'm getting goosebumps even explaining right. this you're gonna feel like you're chewing on a dry piece of paper towel or something yeah but when you're right this specific conversation is this is exactly what goes on in a coffee shop these conversations yeah. about these topics uh, out of you know just out of, hey let's have coffee and then all of a sudden we spur this conversation yeah. like we did now and it's <laughs> it's great because this is exactly what Procaffeinators is all about. Yes, this will, is who we are. We will folks. be bringing you our stimulating, personal, stimulating, and opinionated <laughs> conversations. <laughs> bringing you personal inquiries. Yes, <laughs> this is our truth. This is our truth. Yeah. And oh we God, love to hear your truth. Oh yeah, if you guys have any topics that irk you or anything that just makes you laugh or things that you want to know, like is this weird? Send Share your world with us. Yeah. We're non-judgmental. Judgmental. I can talk. If we judge you, we'll take a sip of coffee. Loudly. <laughs> so, Angelica, what is what is your first or favorite or whatever experience with caffeine that you would like to share with the class? So, I think my experience is going to be similar to Mama's. And I think you're going to be the same way. Mm-hmm. Because uh, Mima and Pipo were really my first experience with coffee and mm-hmm. me and my people grandfather and grandmother on my mother's side side note and uh, <laughs> footnote just a little footnote <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh and we spent a lot of time over at their house as kids because mm-hmm. you know my mom was working and instead of going to daycare we experienced family caretaking yeah. which is awesome because they were awesome and you know we you know I love them. Uh, but we picked up on a lot of things really interesting mm-hmm. to think about it now mm-hmm. uh, that Mama probably picked up on while she was getting raised in a different way because, you know, like, we're spoiled grandchildren. <laughs> she was the first victim. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and so I remember people teaching me how to dunk uh, Cuban bread and... <gasps> Cafe con leche. And then one of my favorite memories that I like to talk about is uh, you remember like their guest bedroom and we used to sleep in the guest bedroom and Tia would always come in and she would like check on us at night and whatever. Mm -hmm. And like I would keep her in there because I didn't want to go to sleep. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Our bedtime was maybe like around eight and Jack would be keeping her there until like 10, 30, 11. I start this long conversation with and she knew what she was doing, but she loves us so much that she just thought it was funny and she'd just keep the conversation going. Uh, so I remember she's like, oh, do you need something to help you fall asleep? And I said, yeah, 
can I have Cuban coffee? <laughs> so then she comes back and she brings me a shot of Cuban coffee. Yeah. And it did. It made me feel relaxed. Like I could sleep. And I just remember like next to us we had this um, that white wicker, wicker thing. Wicker which we now case. have in the office. Yeah. <laughs> Recycling furniture. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and the Cuban coffee, I just remember visually that shot of Cuban coffee emptied at that point oh, yeah. <laughs> on, on that bookshelf. And that's like one of my favorite first memories of coffee. Uh-huh. It was just, yeah, it's awesome. So now whenever I drink Cuban coffee, like I still love Cuban coffee. Mm-hmm. It's like that feeling of family and warmth and like this is comfort. Like, no matter what's going on, no matter how wired it makes me feel afterward, the initial feeling is, oh, this is comforting. This is warmth. Yeah. And and, and Angelica, hmm. what is your preferred coffee of choice? <laughs> um, that's hard. <laughs> it's so hard. <laughs> um, I like to dabble and try everything, but lately I like my coffee black and strong (laughs) um yeah even espresso I like anything I I don't have a specific blend or anything that I'm ultra interested in Mm -hmm. but I like it bold and black without cream you like tea a lot I like Mm -hmm. tea too that's a form of caffeine yeah yeah also I don't like I don't like putting milk in my tea Sometimes if I'm sick, I'll put lemon in my tea. That's really good for you. Oh my yeah. gosh, putting the, the lemon and mm-hmm. honey and ginger. It makes me think of, putting things in tea makes me think of National Treasure. You know, <laughs> yes. when he goes to the gate and he, uh, at oh the God. gate they ask, how do you take your tea? And he's like, they're like, lemon or sugar? And Nick Cage is like, neither. And the guy at the gate's like, perfect answer. <laughs> so, God, I love Nick Cage, man. Oh my goodness. That's fun. What yeah. about you, Alexandra? Me? Um, my first experiences are very similar to, you know, your guys's. <laughs> our grandparents on our mother's side, me, mom, people, were very big on giving us caffeine when we were little because it's just tradition. They like so, giving us Coca-Cola, too. Oh, yeah, Coca-Cola. <laughs> That's like, oh, you don't feel good? Here's some Coca-Cola it'll make you feel better (laughs) and like you know that was just the thing Mm -hmm. and sprite ginger ale i mean like those were all your feel good Mm -hmm. things and bread and um i think my favorite memory is like learning how to make cafe guano with pipo and he taught me because i would always see him making it in the kitchen and mind you i'm a child i think i was like six to eight right when he first taught me like how to make it and I wasn't allowed to operate anything hot just you know fill the correct proportions so I could learn and he was showing me it was like forbidden to go into the kitchen when the adults were in there so I walked in and I snuck behind and I was like people how do you make this (laughs) because I was drinking it already at that time and he goes okay I'll show you no problem and he shows me how much sugar he puts in it was like four (laughs) tablespoons of sugar four tablespoons of sugar you put in there the water all of this stuff and I thought it was magic because I you know as a kid you're like how's it come out as liquid what so you know that that whole memory was so fun because 
it made my grandfather so happy that like I wanted to learn something from him and then like while it was brewing he had this thing where if he wanted to give us a treat he would take a a slice of ham and wrap it in a slice of cheese and then he would like give it to you and that was like your reward I guess it was so funny. Because we're all dogs in the Because we're all dogs in the end. He loves animals, by the way. So treats are like his sh- affection. He treats himself, too. No worries. Guys. Oh, yeah. He gives himself ham and cheese all the time, too. But I think that's like one of my favorite memories because the, like we were saying, it's a, it's a tradition. It's a ritual. It's like all this other stuff. And that's the tradition for him. You know, he taught me how to make a nice cup of Cuban coffee and make it strong and jam-packed with sugar which is actually funny because you guys remember Jessica from Nova yes the professor Uh okay so it's funny because she would bring uh Cuban coffee to the office in the PVA which I used to work at and Jack and I used to do theater classes over there and we were theater majors at NSU anyways so while I was working in the office she would bring in Cuban coffee and she goes, do you want some? I go, oh my goodness, you are a lifesaver. And she gave me a little shot, drank it, and it had no sugar. And I go, I go, Jessica, <laughs> blasphemy, what is this? And she goes, oh my gosh, everyone in the office go can't handle the sugar. I don't know what it is, so I have to put mine in after. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think that's one of the coolest things about living in South Florida. And, like, kind of, like, living with your culture. Yeah, yeah. Is, like, so many workplaces, they have that person. And there's that one person Uh uh who brings in Cuban coffee shots and passes it around. Like, I remember in school, like, I don't know if it was elementary school or high school, but someone would come around from the office to the teachers and say, hey, you want this? And we'd all be jealous because we all wanted the Cuban coffee. And then... Or, like, when they had that cappuccino cart for teacher appreciation day. Yes. Oh, I was so mad. (laughs) (laughs) And then, um... In working in an office, it's the same thing. It's there's this one person, this one lady, and she has like a Cuban coffee maker, like mm-hmm. that metal. I I've never used that. The yeah, metal thing, the little pot. Yeah, uh-huh. and uh, she makes it all the time. And then like with Jessica, she the- brings it in. I mean, she brings it in a, a nice cup. And if you've ever worked in an office, you know, like when you bring something in you should really bring it in for the whole office like if it's a treat treat thing Mm -hmm. it's like it's nice to do that so like one of the rules was if you're even five minutes late to work you better go grab donuts and coffee and bring it in and then like that's your apology that's a ritual (laughs) that's a ritual so I thought that was so funny even even in elementary school I when we did president for a day Mm -hmm. uh it's like this this thing that sometimes a school does for students they auction off a president for the day or not a president a principal principal oh, for the day okay so God, that was that would have been real confusing um it was principal for a day so like a kid would be a supposed principal with a false feeling of power and really all you did is you skipped class that day you hung out in the office with the principal and vice principal and all the office ladies who honestly were the greatest people ever and our principal miss sandusky one of the best principals in the entire world awesome oh my god (laughs) she gave um a stack of homework passes (laughs) and 
she had me sign them all. And she's like, okay, as principal, you are to pass these out to the children who you think are behaving well. And I would go, that was so great. I would go from class to class with this like high and mighty personality. I'm like, I'm the principal, guys. You better behave. In the office, there was Mrs. Perez. Do you remember Mrs. Perez? Yes. She brought in a whole cup of Cuban coffee. And I was only in seventh grade. And they all of them looked at me and they're like, you drink this, don't you? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I drink it all the time. Yeah, like, the office staff. Yeah, the office staff. Yeah, so the office staff, who were basically like second moms to a lot of the kids, because if you were hurt or something, you know, you would go in there and they would take care mm. of you. Um, and... The whole office staff was like, oh my gosh, give her coffee, give her coffee. <laughs> they poured me. So you got coffee a because shot. you were principal for the day. That was like the thought, like my thought. Awesome. <laughs> Remember, boys and girls, become a principal because you'll get coffee. Oh my God, every I felt day. so good about myself. <laughs> I was in seventh grade, and I'm like, I am one of them. <laughs> they gave me the whole coffee. I have passed the clouds <laughs> <in> Mount Olympia. <laughs> oh my goodness. It was so much I think, fun. Well, I think that, that uh, you know, you talking about that and how culture, I think Starbucks changed the culture of coffee um, mm-hmm. for kids. Because how many kids do you get? Lauren, our, our goddaughter, my goddaughter niece, um, she goes into Starbucks and she can order. Oh, yeah. so easy, too. And, and Since she, she was, like, what, eight? Yeah, but she orders us whatever you know there's like a, usually a, some kind of like milkshake detail frappuccino. frappuccino with you know whatever which they call something else because it's not well before she used to not do any caffeine at all mm-hmm. and but it, now she does now she does but they used to make like they had an alternative creams i think they're called yeah so like kids have that mentality already that it's like oh i walk into a coffee shop and right. i can order and, and, and even in, Training. in um on tv um, you see kids in high school yeah. drink drinking coffee. Going, uh-huh. They're holding their coffee cup. And I, when I go to Dunkin' Donuts as well, if you go in the morning on a weekday, mm-hmm. uh, the, the school near us, you know, you'll have all these kids in uniform. All the children. Before they get to school. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Grabbing coffee. And uh-huh. you have you ever listened to their conversations in line? Oh my god, I'm just so tired. I can't believe it. I need this cup of coffee. And it's gonna make my day so much better. <laughs> and here, and I'm like, my holy macaroni. But, but the funny thing is that they once they get that cup of coffee, it's like they've become empowered. They walk out like, I can conquer the day yeah. today. This is their whole body image. They walk in dragging. They walk oh out. God, they haven't even taken a so sip yet. If you remember high school, they need it more they, than we do. Well, yes. It's the hormones. Oh goodness and gracious. I know, you know, I... I totally think the kids should have coffee when it comes to uh, getting them a little motivated better (laughs) but yeah but again it it definitely is stimulant in some form but that their their whole demeanor changes just by holding that cup Mm -hmm. of whatever they ordered so it's pretty cool i mean just sit i i suggest you sit outside either starbucks dunkin donuts coffee shop your local coffee shop and watch. Oh my god, I well, love people you remember watching. My like the way I was trained, the way I learned how to drive was learning how to drive to Starbucks. 
That's yeah. what Papa would do. He would, yeah, our dad would. Oh, well, now that you're talking about your dad, I mean, he's a huge coffee drinker. Oh, he's the one yeah. who at home taught me how to brew coffee. Yes, right. And yes. he also is amazing, and he's not Cuban. He's amazing. He's, he's not Hispanic. Uh, he uh, is from Chicago. Uh, and if he, any of you know where Stickney, Illinois, is, then you know. Welcome, family. Suburbs. Suburbs. He um, moved to Florida in 1989, and that's when he learned to make Cuban coffee. Mm -hmm. And he makes it in that old fashioned Cuban coffee pot. Yes. And he can definitely make. Oh, he makes a good cup. I cannot make Cuban coffee. (laughs) I do not know how. I know the process, the technical process of it. Right. Of how to fill it up, how to lock the little thing, how to do everything, but I can't stir the sugar and the foam and do all that great stuff but i can't do the magic mm-hmm. yes the magic Our dad definitely the magic the that magic. the men in the family yes. do for I us yeah. do not have the magic. i don't know i don't know what it is but all all the men in our family which there are very few this is a family dominated by ladies mm-hmm. i don't think what we any of them have had one one boy bred no we have four males which are all husbands Right. brought in and everyone keeps having daughters <laughs> i'm just oh saying <laughs> we, we bought them at auction oh yeah, right. it sounded really bad um, I, mean, I didn't mean it like that we uh, love them so much gosh we all have female offspring sure yeah that i mean that's what i'm saying but i'm saying like that the it's funny because the men in the family make a real good cup of coffee and then you like it's because we're always like papa pops people can you please make us a cup of coffee this is how we choose our partners I think andrew makes really good coffee <laughs> andrew too. makes really andrew makes really good and hot andrew chocolate. does great great trips too andrew is our uh nephew-in-law and, and he, our cousin jack and i's cousin in-law in-law, in-law. <laughs> and he it's funny because he's an attorney he's always <laughs> up for uh taking the girls Starbucks trips you guys out to 100% all the girls out to Starbucks and yes. he, he is the Starbucks driver yeah, chauffeur I was to give him a, a classy or chauffeur kinda, no I don't know Boot uh, Starbucks bodyguard I don't know well, he kind of <laughs> yeah our, our Starbucks shaman <laughs> is he magical rituals so we don't go all the way our, star, our starbucks altar boy yeah we need no. him he leads you no no usher he leads okay. you there no. usher no, i don't like that either we'll have to come up with a name for andrew let's ask him and see what he likes okay but these again are conversations that we have during our coffee get together oh god yeah uh, hey, nothing hey. has to make sense oh this is a show oh uh, oops nothing has to make sense nothing has to have an agenda it's just feel good conversations and sometimes we get real creative oh uh, god sometimes yeah. we we go on a tangent uh, but that sometimes is just we become incredibly intellectual after every sip we have moments it's like uh, intellectual <laughs> like burst spurt of, moment. uh, of moments oh. and we gotta capture those because if not uh, <laughs> they go away <laughs> uh talking about our intellect let's tell the people just a tiny bit of our background of like what it is that we do in the real world you know um oh and the coffee i drink is black i like black coffee and then sometimes i treat myself at dunkin donuts to a caramel what is it iced 
thing with almond milk. I can't macchiato. do macchiato. Yeah. Sure. I can't do real milk. Anyways, proceeding. I know that because you had to text me that like five times so that I could. Because you forget. And and when I get to the counter, I go, I'm sorry, let me read it because I don't want to get the order wrong. You do not get people's coffee order wrong. No, that's, that's, it's scary. You, you lose friends that way. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyways, so intellectually, what are our backgrounds? I say intellectual, but what did we. Why don't you go first? Uh, okay. Um, I have a bachelor's degree in theater with a concentration in stage and screen acting and a minor in psychology. That is what I went to school for. I love combining the psychological side to the theater side. And Junk and I own a company called This Is Improv, which uh, our mom works with us in as well. And uh, we help people find their funny. We do corporate team building. We teach kids, which are hilarious. And uh, we do one-on-one classes. I mean, there's a whole plethora of things, writing, acting, all this stuff that we like to do within the company. And we just like to help people laugh and (laughs) have fun. Understand how to improvise in life. Yes, because you improvise every day of your life. Life is a stage. Life's a stage. We're the rehearsal. Thanks. (laughs) In the words of Mark Duncan, every moment is a moment. That was the first thing he he said in acting class. Anyways. All right. I love Mark Duncan. All right. Uh, Angelica, your intellectual background. No, no. Uh, (laughs) uh, I have a bachelor's in theater Mm -hmm. and humanities. Mm And uh, the reason I wanted my humanities degree in the first place is because that meant I got to study mythology and I loved mythical creatures. Yeah. Yeah. And it morphed into theater. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm quite happy Often about. does. Yeah. Uh, because it put me to work and I loved it. Mm-hmm. I loved the people and every second of it. And now I'm working on my master's degree in composition, rhetoric, and digital media. Yep. And we have This Is Improv together. Yes. And I also have corporate training, working in a, an office, a real, real life thing. It is all real life. <laughs> really? Yes. We're Shocker. Not, we're not in a shell? No. This is not the digital world? <laughs> um, so yeah, that's Angelica. Welcome, Angelica. And then Mama. So I... Uh, Her CD's law. Yeah. We, the family, owns a company called Balloonatics, and we do balloon decor and deliveries. So that started in 1993 when mm-hmm. I decided to go to um, graduate school. Mm-hmm. I, I have a bachelor's in psychology, a master's in mental health, and then a doctorate in leadership and human services, which in reality, when we you put everything if you want to package it up, I'm an entrepreneur, and I think we're a family, as you can see, of entrepreneurs with This Is Improv and um, Balloonatics mm-hmm. and then uh, Zadak Research and Development, mm-hmm. which is basically doing research in order to create strategic planning for individuals and companies. And basically what that means is finding that magical moment in someone's life that can change it. So it's a, like mm-hmm. a life editing uh, and then what we we do also is uh, we create different um, 
moments mm-hmm. through the improv. You know, Alexandra and Angelica, you both bring people in sometimes, and we kind of play with them, yeah. the emotional side of it, of, mm-hmm. like, how can we make you feel better in life? So let's let's do a um, rehearsal. So it's a life dress rehearsal kind mm-hmm. of through This Is Improv, yeah. and that's the strategic planning the behavioral mm-hmm. strategies mm-hmm. of This Is Improv. And then I also teach at Nova Southeastern. I've been there since 1996 in their psychology and neuroscience. And uh, I, I love that. Mm-hmm. I love my students. I love learning from them. So that's what we do. Yeah, I, I mean, think it's a package deal. I don't think. Yeah, we are. What's funny is that. Units. Yeah, what's funny is that like all of our career choices or educational endeavors and things like that all mold together Mm -hmm. so like that's why we uh brought our mom in to the company and she's been helping us so much because she has so much corporate experience so like that mentality she understands and then we've helped some of her clients with anxiety and preparing themselves Mm -hmm. for high school or college or things like that i mean we couldn't have even started the business without our mom as inspiration because she well yeah because we're emotional wrecks and you need your mommy (laughs) That, that's not what I was going for. Well, I'm just going to tell you right now we need our mommy sometimes. I just think it's great when you train someone at, from birth. <laughs> she really has. What was it that you told? Um, was it Norma or something? I have cloned myself. <laughs> she has cloned herself. And that was, you know, it's funny. It's not intentional, but the power of learning through doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the best way you can teach anybody is just by simply doing it. Yeah. And uh, especially kids. And you you both could have gone both ways. You could have said, oh, my God, I hate the fact that she's working and doing mm-hmm. this. Uh, and I'm not going to do it and revolt because it could have got. But you both really found it in yourselves that you saw two parents that just were role models without intention. You know, we knew that we wanted you to be good people. Mm-hmm. We knew that we wanted you to have good hearts and we knew that we were working towards you being healthy and happy. Those were the only things we wanted. Mm-hmm. And the only way we could make sure you did that was through uh, being that. Yeah, I feel like I feel like us we grew up working with our mom. I mean, that's just how it goes. If there's a family business, for those of you that have family businesses, I think you understand. You you just, you bring the family in. I and mean, our whole family. It. You hate, I mean, you guys yeah. did. It's not like we loved it all the time, no. but you grow to, you go to respect the process of like, oh, this is what paid for high school? <laughs> wow. So. And something clicks. I think that once, you know, there's a point that we are like, you have to do this. You have to come to this job with us. Right. You have to do this. Mm-hmm. We need help and you are family and mm-hmm. you need to help family. Mm-hmm. And that was really how the conversations went. Yeah. And then through your teens, you hate it. You yeah. hate no, it. And yeah. then it's all of a sudden, it's like a light switch that goes on and you start understanding it mm-hmm. and you you're like uh oh you know this is this is what they've been trying to say yeah and and then that just makes you better people with your own companies that yeah you, you, and you work hard you know you know the power and the reward yeah and and the the tears mm-hmm. of owning 
a business and and cherishing it and most importantly it becomes your baby Mm -hmm. yeah I feel like Angelica and I working there showed us well first of all teach you teaches you structure so if your kids are in high school they're old enough to get a job feel like it's a great way to get them structured in a way of like you know this is what is expected of you when you leave us you know this is how it is with someone who's not your parents giving you instructions on things you know you learn to respect other people that you work for things like that we worked with clients all the time in the balloon business and you learn to respect people you learn to you learn to you know work with others in that sense mm-hmm. and it, it makes you feel so good when you, because balloons are frustrating people um and it makes you feel so good when you're like oh my god i made that and the little girl took a picture with it and she's like three but you're like oh my god i did it and like I feel like those kinds of work ethics are really what brought us to be like how to this table, to this table right here, drinking coffee. It's cool too to work with people who have the same values as yourself mm-hmm. and things like that, and then understanding the culture and bringing mm-hmm. in other people too. Like whenever someone was working with us that had similar values, it meshed a little bit better. And the job got done a little bit yeah. easier. Our communication styles kind of matched up. My goodness. And we yeah. learned how to be leaders. Little business own. ladies. <laughs> yeah. Like we learned how to talk to people, mm-hmm. share power. Yeah. Like not necessarily because we were leading a project or something. No, but you know how to work with people. Exactly. And some people are stronger in some ways than yeah. you are, maybe. And how do you communicate with someone like yeah. that? How do you work with someone like that? Mm-hmm. And it really taught us how to get a job done in an a, effective and safe and healthy way, <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's all you really want in a business, a nice, healthy work environment. Yeah. And values, I think, um, is a huge component. Uh, we talk about there's uh, we talk about values and having the same values yeah. and and in relationships what makes a relationship work well you have to have the same values exactly oh, and yeah. that's in any relationship mm-hmm. which yeah. we we kind of forget we we find we meet someone in a dating scenario we think oh my god they're so cute x y z but do they share the same values yeah in yeah. business it's the values and then let let's add the principle. Do you walk in with the same principles of running a business, you know? So right. I remember sitting in on one of your classes where you were talking about relationships and I never forgot that communication and how all relationships that essentially are just relationships mm-hmm. and to have that shared communication, those shared values. Right. And it really sticks with you because you tend to forget because it changes or like yeah, the yeah, yeah. tiles you put on. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because how many friends do you all have, but how many friends are so different? Mm-hmm. Oh, right? yeah. Right? So, but you know that you can hang out with XYZ yeah. if you need one thing or if you guys are going to be doing something and you'll go, oh, this person will love to do this, but this person won't mm-hmm. like to do this. Yeah, you have friends for different aspects of your life. So we understand that in the friendship aspect, but we tend to lose that in the business in the relationship both in relationship mm-hmm. like in a, in, in a dating relationship right. and a business relationship we expect like oh i have this great idea uh we're great at this and i want to present it and I'm, we're going to work great together but do we have the same principles because you may turn around and say wow all i care about is making money and getting rich mm-hmm. and the other person may turn around and say oh no i have a voice that i want to make sure I would do this for free. Yeah. Right there, right there, you already have a clash in principle. 
So unless you're very in tune with this is what we want, and, and trust me, making money is not a bad thing, mm-hmm. but there has to be, uh, you have to come to a middle ground. Mm-hmm. And because if not, down the road, it will bring problems mm-hmm. because your principles are so unaligned. And I think that's huge. And you both are lucky in business because although there's disagreements on creativity and process, mm-hmm. what works is that you both have the same principles and values. You share that immensely. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're both in opposite sides of the spectrum that you're not trying, you're trying to do something. You both have the same purpose in mind, mm-hmm. which is, you know, I want to help people. I want to groom them. I want to, I want to share my uh, successes with, you know, the world. Mm-hmm. This worked for me and mm-hmm. uh, Angelica has worked for you incredibly. Yeah. So, and that's what you look for. So, I think it's pretty cool. And these, these again, are the amazing coffee <laughs> discussions. We Yeah, we have. started with what are intellectuals, and now we're on careers. Which brings us to our first fact about coffee. We will do these little things throughout the podcast, give you little side facts about coffee. First fact about coffee. Like Angelica said, they used to be used for intellectual conversations between people at a university and they were seen as scholastic events amongst people that's your fun fact and that is basically what procaffeinators is everybody join us next time where we talk about goodness knows what because as you can see we got a lot to say <laughs> so there wherever are only the good things to us. yeah wherever the coffee brings us is where yes. we will land we will look at the coffee beans and follow their lead mm-hmm. oh my goodness <laughs> oh, like Hansel and Gretel leaving little coffee yes. crumbs <laughs> ah! I was thinking about like reading the the tea leaves at the bottom like in Harry yes. Potter <laughs> Okay. <laughs> See, we're doing it again. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, my name is Alexandra. I'm Angelica. And I'm Amy. And we are the Procaffeinators. Anyways. The Procaffeinators. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, you guys. We can't wait to talk with you again soon. Yeah. See you. Uh, hear you next time. Bye.